0: And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick.
1: Out of the gate, JT, back here, feeling good. Back from L.A., a week in L.A., and good to be home in Las Vegas. Hope everybody had a great Super Bowl, enjoyed it. And are ready to talk about it, because that's what we do the day after the Super Bowl. We talk about your experience with the game. If you went to the game, wherever you watch the game, whatever you're doing, and then we'll tie it into the Raiders and what you think these teams have in common with the Raiders, what the Raiders need to do to be similar to the teams we're talking about, all of this. But today... I am not limping in here. I'm feeling very good. Bobby's shaking his head. But it was a good trip. We had a great time. Uh, thanks to Q for setting it up, our program director and our radio host who's coming up after me. It was a lot of fun. I got a lot to say about L.A. A lot to say about L.A., the game, and all the great highlights and the importance of halftime. I very much enjoyed it. The halftime of the Super Bowl is usually really great because it's supposed to be great. They take the biggest artists in the world, and they put them in that slot for a reason. So if you were there for that, if you watched that, I know a lot of people like that. And then the game was a one-possession game down the stretch with a minute 45 to go. You know, a lot of people today are saying that the Super Bowl didn't live up to the hype or maybe it wasn't as great as you thought it would be. I disagree. They, they were never going to live up to the playoffs. The playoffs with 13 seconds left, Kansas and Buffalo. The way Cincinnati got in the playoffs and became the Cinderella team, it was hard to match that. It wasn't going to match it, but I thought L.A. did a pretty good job. I thought the game delivered. Was it a classic? No. Was it an iconic game? No. It wasn't one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, but it was very decent. It was good. It was solid. It was entertaining. There were several big plays. There was a controversy on a couple of plays where the refs got involved, and then the clutch play and the legacy plays is really what I want to talk about today. Because the legacy plays are what helps players become Hall of Famers. And that should be a very uh, strong topic throughout the Raider Nation. The reason why the Raiders have so many Hall of Famers was a window in time where they played in the biggest games and made the biggest plays. And that was similar to what we saw last night for the Rams. I think the Rams put a number of people last night into the Hall of Fame, down the road, secured the Hall of Fame. Jalen Ramsey. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald. And you could say Cooper Cup, not now. He doesn't have enough behind him. But Cooper Cup put up the greatest season in the history of the sport for a receiver. And that includes Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, and the GOAT Jerry Rice. So all he's got to do is play at that level for a number of years. you got to expect he will. He's in great shape. He's young. Then that could be a legacy play for him for the Hall of Fame. They helped Sean McVay, who's coached in two Super Bowls already, winning one. Von Miller. One of the great defensive players of his era. He's a Hall of Famer. Think of all the Hall of Famers that were on the court uh, on the field yesterday. Oh, and Andrew Whitworth. He's a lot for the Hall of Fame. He played longer at the position into his 40s than anybody. He's got a Super Bowl ring and a Walter Payton man of the year. Put him into Canton, Ohio. Done. So he, that, that was like six Hall of Famers playing for the Rams in that game. And they won it, and they won it in dramatic fashion. So what we'd like to do is hear from you. I don't know how you spent your Super Bowl Sunday. I got back in time to watch it here with my wife in Vegas, which was great. Could have stayed for the game, but it was a long six days out there. I got on the road at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning and was home by noon. No traffic. Flew out of there. Paid the most I ever paid for gasoline in my life, which is important. To always set, set the bar, I paid $539, $539 for gasoline in Los Angeles. Didn't plan that one out well, but other than that, I loved it. I spent enough for a mortgage payment on Ubers. I got a story to tell about that. The parties that I went to were great and fantastic. And LA won because they had 80 degree weather the whole time. So the weather was just gorgeous. You could have went to the beach. You could have sat outside for lunch. You could have went and you leave a nightclub at night. Felt like it was summertime. So I thought LA did a really nice job, but it's overwhelmingly crowded. It's massively crowded in L.A. And let this be known, because this is confirmed by everyone. SoFi Stadium is gorgeous. I think the stadium gets a a 9.5 out of 10. The traffic and the people leaving there say it's the worst ever. Ever. Anywhere ever. Including the Meadowlands in New York or any other big metropolis. They have failed their fans getting out of that place. Multiple people were texting me hours after the game. Hours after the game. Not able to get out of there. So that's, that's another storyline that's coming off the Super Bowl. What would you think of the referees in that game? The referees didn't blow a whistle most of the game, and then it was the flags were flying the final four minutes of that game. I think Cincinnati feels like they got robbed on a holding call to Logan Thomas, and I think that a lot of Ram fans are saying that was payback for Jalen Ramsey getting a face mask on the T. Higgins touchdown. I don't believe in makeup calls, but they're facts. I mean, make-up calls, if you get screwed in a game, it's your job to go after that other team and get a make-up call. And that's exactly what the Rams did. I think I got it right. I said I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl and to cover. They didn't cover, but I had the Rams winning 28-23. to 23. I thought they were the better team, and the reason I picked them to win was what happened. All their stars showed up, and their stars made plays in the fourth quarter, and Cincinnati did not. The other thing about Cincinnati... I'm pretty confident that this is a one-and-done team. I, I, that's my perspective on this, doing this this long. I think they're one-and-done because I just don't believe they have the owner that's going to spend money. Mike Brown is a terrible owner. He's known for being cheap. He doesn't spend money on his players. He doesn't drop money in free agency. They're not going to get high draft picks anymore. They're going to be picking at the bottom. So I, I don't think you're going to see the Cincinnati team come back because of Justin Herbert the success of the Raiders winning 10 games, and then you're going to look at the power teams, the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City, and those are teams that are going to stay solid. How will Cincinnati be able to compete unless their owner decides, hey, I'm going to be like Stan Kroenke and go all in and do whatever you want to trade and make upgrades and do all this? And he hasn't even done that with this building. Cincinnati didn't get lucky for being there, but the previous two seasons they won two games and four games. So they, they gave us the blueprint, Cincinnati did, of how the Raiders can get to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm leading with the monologue here is we're brought to you by PTs. Man, PTs were packed, 64 locations in the Valley. They had a massive crowd at the Strat, big crowd at Arizona Charlie's and all of their gaming taverns there. Talked to one of the head guys at PTs, said, thank you, appreciate the Super Bowl coverage, and we'll thank all our Super Bowl partners today. But I want to lead with that on Raider Nation Radio because, as I told Bobby today, we're not going to do a lot of Raiders every segment of every show because there's no need to. I'm going to cover everything else in sports. And when the Raiders have something to say, I'm going to get it to you hopefully quicker and accurate. And, and we're going to keep it going here. But I got to fill two hours of radio a day. And I don't got like six guys clapping behind me and just talking and killing time. I don't do movie reviews often. So I got some work to do here. And I'm not going to do it by doing a show on an assistant defensive back coach that was hired. That doesn't work. We're going to have to find breaking news on the Raiders, cover their big stories, and then hope you all pick up the other topics that we're talking about, from the Lakers to the Golden Knights to whatever we're talking about in town. I think I'm good at topics. We'll have the best topics going for you. But the next two days are Super Bowl and what the Raiders have done so far. The number is 365-9200. If you don't use it, we don't have a radio station. And luckily, we're streaming all over the globe because the Raiders put us on their mobile app. Thank God we're on the Raiders' mobile app. So jump on that phone whenever you got something to say. And today, I want it to be about the Raiders, the Super Bowl, and how you believe the Raiders can be the next Bengals. So let's start with that before I get to the highlights. The Raiders have to look at Cincinnati and say, we can do that. We can do what Cincinnati did. Cincinnati had a terrible offensive line. The Raiders' offensive line isn't very good, right? It's not a very good offensive line. There's a couple of good players on the offensive line, but that's not the strength of the team. It could have been the strength of the team over the last couple of years, but due to injury and due to the fact that a couple of players wanted to leave and a couple of players were moved, but injury is the reason why the Raiders' offensive line is not elite, and at times it's not it's above average, On a best day, it's average almost every day. Well, that's Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got Joe Burrow. The Raiders have Derek Carr. Derek Carr is just as good as Joe Burrow in regards to career stats. He blows him away because Burrow's a young kid. I don't think that Carr – I think Carr's in the category where Burrow is, which is an elite, but it's the next level behind that. So the Raiders are very similar. The Raiders don't have Jamar Chase, who's a top wide receiver in the game. They tried to do that with Henry Ruggs. We know what happened there. And they have other players who have stepped up. Hunter Renfro, very similar to Cooper Cup, or a player of that size and strength who could maybe make some plays down the road. The Raiders have a better tight end than the Bengals and Darren Waller. And the Raiders' defense, I think, is very comparable comparable to Cincinnati. What's the difference between Cincinnati and Denver uh, and the Raiders? Their defensive fronts are the strength of the team, and that's the strength of the Raiders. Cincinnati's got a great kicker. The Raiders have a great kicker. So what did I miss here? What did I miss? The Raiders of Cincinnati. Raiders played Cincinnati in the playoffs down to the final possession. First and goal at the nine-yard line. Could have beat them. I thought they were the better team that day. They just shot themselves and made mistakes on their own. So this has got to be the core mentality of Raider Nation going forward. Is that if Cincinnati got there, we can get there. And just make the comparable. Now, the problem with the comparable is that Cincinnati is not sustainable. They don't have the ownership. They don't have the market share. They don't have the revenue. They don't have what the Raiders are now building in Las Vegas with a new state-of-the-art stadium practice facility and no state taxes. The Raiders have an advantage over Cincinnati to get better players for a number of reasons, but the teams are very similar. So for the Raiders, how do they get to where Cincinnati did which is getting into the dance, playing your best football, and getting to the Super Bowl. That's what I think we're going to study here in the offseason. I think there are multiple ways for us to agree that the Raiders can do what Cincinnati did next year or the year after that. Now, will that provide a little bit of luck, someone said to me? Yeah, it will, because I think Cincinnati was lucky. I don't think Cincinnati was very good. I think Cincinnati got into the playoffs, and then everything broke well for them. The matchups were good. They got the Raiders at home. They went into Nashville, where I thought the Raiders could win in Nashville. They happened to beat them. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times in that game in Tennessee and won. Then they went into Kansas City, a place where the Raiders have won. But that's where you lose me. I can't compare the Raiders to Cincinnati because the Raiders got boat raced by the Chiefs twice last year. Annihilated. And that could be one of the main reasons why the Raiders flipped their coaching staff. Because that can't happen again, what happened with Kansas City. Kansas City absolutely destroyed the Raiders, and the Raiders didn't take a step backwards. They took a massive stride backwards in the rivalry with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's got to be fixed. So as I watched the game yesterday, I said to myself, man, what a shame. If the Raiders would have won in Cincinnati, they would have had a chance to be in the Super Bowl. Now, it would have been a reach, but we all just reached with the Bengals. So it's not that hard of a reach. I think the Chargers could have said the same thing if they made the playoffs. If the Chargers made the playoffs and beat the Raiders after that Justin Herbert comeback, I thought that they were good enough to maybe get to the Super Bowl. So the door is open now for the Raider Nation to go in. It is. And the question is how they're going to do it. So they're bringing in a bunch of coaches. We're trying to get up to speed on that, get them a few of them on the show. They have the head coach, most qualified ever to to come into a situation, six Super Bowls. They got a young GM who everybody seems to think is a good candidate and a good hire, so that seems to be pretty solid here. And they have a quarterback where they have to make a decision on if they're going to give him an extension, and many people believe that that extension is going to come to Carr. The rest will be the offseason and the move that the Raiders make and what they decide to do. And I think what they're going to decide to do is a long-term plan, a long-term plan without a big step back. The goal is the schedule's brutal next year. The brand-new coaching staff, brand-new system, brand-new culture, even if you like the Raiders' former culture. It's going to be a new culture. All of that is going to take time for it to adapt and work out. But you have to continue to think of Cincinnati. If they could do it, we could do it. If they did it, we can do it, and how the Raiders try to match that. Let's begin with some of the highlights from the Super Bowl. Stafford to Odell Beckham, Jr., what a start to the game for OBJ. Alone in the
0: shotgun with five wide. There's the snap. They rush four. There's a line drive thrown near side. Leaping 2 headed, Falling down. Catch in the end zone. Caught for the ram. Touchdown. Odell Beckham, Jr., near side of the end zone. Leaping high. Bringing it
1: down. Uh, Kevin Harlan on these calls. I thought that was a tremendous start of the game for him. Wow, what a start. For Odell Beckham Jr. was completely locked in. Sean McVay always wants to get him going early. That's his goal, to get him going early. And they did. And Beckham was playing like an MVP early in that game. He looked like an MVP candidate. And we'll get to the injury coming up. I thought it was important that Burrow... Mix and match with Chase and try to match the play of Beckham Jr. Burrow back to throw. Wants to float it high and deep for Chase. He's at the 20,
0: reaches out, comes down to the ball at the 11-yard line. A spectacular fingertip catch by numero uno.
1: I thought they got away from Chase. I thought they should have fed him a little bit more and forced the ball to him. You would have saw a couple more penalties throughout the course of the game. I was a little bit surprised by that. And i got to tip my cap to the Rams. The Rams covered him well. Stafford to Cup was the storyline of the season. It was only a matter of time until they got him going. Here's a play
2: for right. Cooper cuts in the end zone. Stafford sees him. Back pile on Cots. Cooper clutch. The most complete receiving season in NFL history now includes a Super Bowl touchdown. Touchdown, Cooper Cup. Touchdown. LA for a 13-3 lead with 12.51 to go before the half.
1: That was huge. That was huge to get them going and give them a little bit of a separation. They went up by 10 with that play. Now, the Odell Beckham Jr. injury could have been the end of the Rams Super Bowl run because Odell Beckham Jr. was playing really well, then he went down with this non-contact injury.
2: Bengals rush for Stafford deals, short juggled, And dropped, and OBJ goes down, favoring his left leg. Oh, what a scary reaction that is from Odell Beckham Jr., who has a touchdown and 52 receiving yards. Maurice, it looked like he slammed on the brakes, and I hope that that is not a serious non-contact injury.
1: It was. He ended up having an ACL. He's going to be out the entire offseason. It's going to be tough for him to get back to the start of the season, but Odell Beckham Jr. has done a nice job, a really good job of rehabbing injuries. He's really good at that. He's been injured a bunch of times, and he'll work to get back. The Mixon touchdown to Higgins was a really sharp play here as the running back throws a touchdown, which is rare in the Super Bowl. Higgins, Sample, and Boyd out to the right in a cluster. The Bengals toss
0: it to the right. Mixon yeah, throws it into the back of the yeah. end zone. It is caught by T. Higgins. Yeah. Touchdown, Bengals.
1: Bengals radio on the call, so that's when Cincinnati took the momentum of the game over. They take the momentum of the game over, and halftime it's thirteen to ten, so it's a manageable score. And then the hip hop rap concert broke out, which was fantastic. So Dr. Dre comes out with Snoop. We'll get into that. Mary J. Blige was fantastic. Kendrick Lamar. The surprise was Fifty Cent. And we just saw Eminem. It was a good time. A lot of people enjoyed that. My friends who were there said it was great. Sounded better on TV. It looked spectacular on television. The set that they had, really cool. So after that long 45-minute break, Cincinnati comes out of the break, and, and they're explosive. Burrow once again now finds Higgins. Joe Burrow under center on first and ten from the 25. Burrow now scrambling, fires deep downfield for
0: Higgins. Oh jumps baby! Up. Just nice. over his defender, catches the ball, <laughs> runs it into the end zone. There's no penalty no, flag. No. A 75-yard touchdown. Burrow to Higgins he, as he knocked over Jalen Ramsey ran. and ran it into the end zone to give the Bengals the lead.
1: They're a terrible play-by-play team. The guy talks over the play-by-play guy the whole entire time. They're just awful. They're, they're a terrible play-by-play team. I, I play a lot of sound excuse me on the radio they're as they're as bad as it gets, but they they took the lead and they had all the momentum in this game. So that made it 17 to 13 McPherson with the 38 yard field goal and by the way they didn't score they didn't they had a missed extra point in the game which came back to haunt them. So after the McPherson field goal in the third quarter made it 20 to 13 Matt Gay had a 41yard field goal that made it 2016 after the third quarter. So we got a pretty good game going. And then the flag started coming. The Wilson penalty was a big deal. Linebacker on Cup, you wonder if they're going to throw this flag or just eat it. Stafford
0: waiting for the shotgun snap from the eight-yard line. Catches a high snap. Drops back to throw. His pass over the middle. Swatted down by Logan Wilson. There's a penalty flag down as he reached around Cooper Cup and swatted the pass down.
1: You can't touch Cooper Cup. I'm just sitting there tweeting the whole time. Cincinnati's got Eli Apple, one of the worst defensive backs in football. Wilson's a pretty good player. And unfortunately, he had his hand on the lower part of his back. And the referees think that's holding. A lot of Cincinnati fans said no. The thing that pissed me off the most is all the people that said, well, that was a makeup call for the other call. You don't do that in the Super Bowl. You don't make up a call. You, You don't throw the flag. You let them play. So Cincinnati fans, that was on third and eight, everybody. If they don't call a flag there, it's fourth and eight. Potential game over. And Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl. That didn't happen there. So then Stafford was going to Cup all the time on this play, and that's how they ended it.
2: Stafford from under center steps back, throws the fade, back shoulder. Cooper Cup's got it. Cooper Cup brings it in. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown LA. With 125 remaining, the Rams are back on the high side. 15 plays, 79 yards. Matthew Stafford's done it again.
1: 15 plays, 79 yards. Let's stop there for a second. This is a very important topic. This is really really the hook to the monologue. That 15-play drive. If one of those balls are tipped for an interception, somebody fumbles, strip sack, Super Bowl's over. It is very hard to go 15 plays in the Super Bowl with the game on the line with that type of pressure. Stafford was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant in the defining moment of his career. It was amazing to see how that played out. And then the other big play was Aaron Donald, who I thought I thought he should have been the MVP of the game. He was a wrecking ball the entire game and this is how he closed it out.
2: Rams creepy. They rush forward. Throw to throw forward. He's hit. He's hit. He's sacked. He throws it away. He flings it away on fourth down. Aaron Donald got there. Donald takes his helmet off in celebration. He flips Burrow to the turf and forces the incompletion on fourth and one. He signals to his ring finger on his left
1: hand. That's Rams radio. So the Rams end up winning it. They do it in dramatic fashion. And it's it's unfortunate. Some really bad play calling by the Bengals. They had to get one yard on three plays and they couldn't do it. With the season on the line. And they didn't get the ball to chase. That's unfortunate. They didn't give it to their lead running back, and they lost and turned it over on downs. Rams came out there for the ceremonial kneel down.
2: Snap, here's the knee. The Bengals will not call a timeout. The sidelines empty. Rings for the Rams. A Lombardi trophy for Los Angeles. 23-20 is the final on their home field. Here at SoFi Stadium in Super Bowl 56, the Los Angeles Rams are world champions.
1: Rams Radio. And, Bobby, I'd like to hear the NBC call because it should be Al Michaels' last call on NBC. He's got some good options coming up. He's the greatest play-by-play voice arguably of all time in football. Vince Scully, I would give that to baseball. We can go around. But Al Michaels, his run at NBC looks like it's coming to an end.
2: Cincinnati. Will not spend that final timeout. They'll let the Rams exult. Sean McVay gets the Gatorade bath after five seasons. Cooper Cup, phenomenal. Stafford gets the job done. Whitworth at age 40. Aaron Donald. We go back to the fact that Michelle was saying before the game he's thinking about retiring. This could be the end. We don't know. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl and they have sealed the deal.
1: Yeah, great job by Al Michaels, and he nailed that perfectly. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl. They went all in. It's tough to do that. you got to thread the needle with the cap. you got to make smart trades. They give up Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford, and it worked. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. He tore his ACL. It worked. And Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the football, in all of football, no disrespect to T.J. Watt. Aaron Donald's just a better, more dynamic football player. So they end up winning the Super Bowl. If you're a Rams fan, we'll move you to the front of the line. Even if you're here in Vegas or in L.A., listening on the flagship of the Raiders, we'll get to some of the post-game sound. Coming up as we open up the show, 702-365-9200. Jesse out in Oakland. Thanks for calling, Jesse. Hey, JT. How are you today? Doing well, thanks.
3: Oh, uh, That was a good Super Bowl. Um you talked about why that couldn't have been the Raiders mm-hmm. and I agree with you that Cincinnati and the Raiders were basically the same this year. I think where Cincinnati has us though is that they're more they were more explosive in their offense. Like I remember in a show earlier you were mm-hmm. saying how the Raiders didn't look to get the first down on like first or second down. We'd wait until third down mm-hmm. for that. And I think that's where Cincinnati's a little better, except for that um last drive when they couldn't
1: get a yard. Yeah, I think Cincinnati's got a big big explosive wide receiver, which the Raiders need to find. And it's going to be hard to find when the Raiders are drafting. And it's going to be very difficult to get a quality player like Jefferson or Chase, some of the younger wide receivers that you have to get in the top five or top ten or top 15. And it's tough to do it in free agency. The Raiders brought in an aging Deshaun Jackson. That didn't work out as well. And the Rams brought in Odell Beckham Jr., and he gets a Super Bowl ring. So... For Dave Ziegler, he's got to find a way to get a player with great athletic ability. Not Jamar Chase, but he's got to be in the conversation, and everybody hopes that Devontae Adams, if they get a chance to sign him in free agency.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think we should go after Adams in free agency. And I think Carr and Stafford are similar to each other Yeah. also.
1: Yeah, so do I. I think that Derek and Stafford have similar careers going, but Stafford's got a Super Bowl ring, and Derek doesn't have a playoff win. And Derek played on better teams than a two-win team and a four-win team, which was Cincinnati the last two years. That's why I'm trying to find glasses half full here, everybody, because I think that if you're a Raider fan today, you look at Cincinnati, you got to say, yeah, we're in that kind of conversation where they were. But Cincinnati also got very fortunate and had a lot of breaks to get to the Super Bowl. So I believe if you get in the dance, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But it's probably going to mean for the Raiders, you got to go win in Kansas City on the road. You got to win in Buffalo on the road. And you got to knock off some pretty good teams. That's why it's just important to get there. Cincinnati once again proved that all you have to do is get there. Because if you get there, good things can happen. And it did happen for them. I just thought Zach Taylor froze up there in the final drive. I thought they should have been four wide. Jamar Chase should have been getting some back shoulders and some passes. I think the penalty. Could have came to him something, but they were very conservative on second and one, third and one, and fourth and one, and they couldn't get a yard. Where was Joe Mixon? Where was a pitch play to him on the outside behind the blocking? And they weren't confident with it because they couldn't stop Von Miller and Aaron Donald because their offensive line wasn't good. I heard someone say today that's the worst offensive line to play in Super Bowl history. Can't argue that. That was a weak, weak unit for them. Nine sacks in Nashville seven sacks in this game. I mean, give me a break. Burrow's lucky he's not in the hospital with the way his leg could have almost snapped like Joe Theismann. There's some times there that I couldn't believe he got up and Joe, Joe Burrow's not going to deal with that much longer. He's not going to sit on an offensive line like that. You got to go out and get him players. Want to thank our partners at Remy Martin, as they tell you to team up for excellence, had a couple of sidecars out in LA. Fantastic. Remy Martin. They fuel the monologue. They get me going every day and a proud partner of our show. Let's hear from you on the other side. 702-365-9200 on what comparisons you make with the Raiders and the Bengals. And where do you think the Rams go from here after they built the super team?
2: Under center, here's the first snap, a play fake, pressured immediately, steps up, lets it go, deep down the left side, into coverage, going up to make the catch, T. Higgins, sheds Jalen Ramsey, 20, 10, 5, touchdown Cincinnati on the opening play of the third quarter, 75 yards on the shot, and Higgins has scored twice in Super Bowl 56.
4: The Snoop,
1: Dougie, Doug, and Dr. JT, back with you right here as we continue on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Hope everybody enjoyed what we saw, uh, enjoyed the game, enjoyed the halftime. If you really love the halftime show, do you rank it in your all-time top five? Steve Gorman, who's a good friend of mine, he's the founder and drummer of the Black Crows. He's no longer with the band. He made a great point on Facebook. He says all these are the same. They're all great. It depends on the type of music you like, and what you're doing. And you know, it's good. Not every, not everyone's music is for everyone. So you're going to love things more. You too, Lady Gaga, Prince. I think the gold standard would set at Prince in the rain in Miami. That's the greatest Super Bowl set of all time. Some people thought it was what we saw coming up here on uh, yesterday, Sunday. I thought it was very good. For those who went there, they had a great time. 702-365-9200. Aaron Donald after the game. The dream of winning. The dream of winning was incredible for him because this is a legacy play for him as one of the greatest defenders of all time.
0: I wanted this so bad. I dreamed this, man. I dreamed this. And it's like,
1: it's surreal. Look at this. The emotion he had was incredible. The emotion that he had was absolutely incredible. Real tears. Joy and a guy that, just talk about him potentially retiring. Give me a break. Talk about maybe, you know, the head coach, Sean McVay retiring. What the hell's going on here? Guys retiring. You're retiring in your 20s or in your 30s? You no need to retire playing football. They all say that when they're emotional going into a big game. But I think Sean McVay deserves a lot of credit. Sean McVay is a hell of a coach. A lot of people didn't think he called the great game. I didn't think McVay called a great game either a few times in this game until he woke up in the fourth quarter and made sure they went to cup. Those guys
0: just did a great job. They took over that game on our offensive line, did a great job protecting. You knew that we were pretty much throwing it. That second down and two run where Cam Akers got his first down to get to the eight-yard line was big, but so many contributions. It's about the team. I'm so happy for these players. World champs, baby!
1: Let's hear from Matthew Stafford, who got his get-out-of-jail-free card from Detroit and went to a better situation in L.A., and comes together with great chemistry with his new team.
2: Can you tell me about this team and what makes it special? I think the way we pull for each other. You know, we work we work together every single day. We we sharpen each other's skills playing against us. I mean, I get to go against that defense every day. How can you not get better? Um, I hope they feel the same way about us. But, man, we just we care for each other. You know, and that, start, that starts top down. Sean does an unbelievable job of connecting with all of us as players, leading the way. We follow his lead, and
4: uh, we're here now.
1: Look, we're all into sports. We're listening to sports radio. To see a perfect situation come together for a team that went all in to win a Super Bowl. Now, you would think in theory, because this happens a lot in the NBA, you go all in at the trade deadline, LeBron, you build the super team. But then you got to break up the super team. So my mind is telling me, don't fall into the trap that they're going to win again. Because they brought this super team together to win. Odell Beckham Jr. could leave in free agency. But the core of the team is pretty strong with Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, and Cooper Cup. And Von Miller still got more time left than Aaron Donald. So the core is very good. And I don't think that Jalen Ramsey is as good as Lester Hayes or Deion Sanders, but he's really good. He gets burned, and when he gets burned, he comes back and plays well. So I thought that was interesting. One more thing on the halftime show. Eminem took a knee, and no one cared. So I don't think most of the flyovers – which means our Midwest fans who are listening on the app, I don't think many of them were going to watch the halftime show. Some were, some weren't. Eminem took a long knee. I don't think anybody noticed compared to where this country's been over the last three or four years. And I was in the middle of that too. People have evolved on that scenario. I wouldn't do it. But if an artist is doing it during a concert, that doesn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me like a player doing it before the national anthem which would bother me less, considering we've talked about this nonstop for four years. So that was a topic that picked up some steam this morning on cable news. Let's get back out to the phones. Lou in Los Angeles. Hello, Lou. Lou, you're on the radio. Go ahead. Hey, JT. How are yep. you? I'm doing good, thanks. Good, good. I
4: appreciate you. Hey, JT, a couple of things. Uh, first thing was, uh, as far as uh, the Raiders trying to um, – Follow the Bengals' Mm -hmm. uh, path. We 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 had some missing pieces. We should have beat them in that, but we didn't beat them. But we should have beat them in in there. And I don't think Derek Carr is on the same level as Joe Burrow. I think he's a little bit below Burrow. Burrows are I I think more athletic than than Mm -hmm. than DC. But we have the the pieces. And the second thing, Cincinnati Bengals choked that game out. Hey, they had a chance to win it. Third and one, you don't give it to your best player. Mm-hmm. That that didn't make no sense. Why would you not give it to Joe Mixon unless he was injured on third and one? I think that I, I agree with you that their coach he 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 didn't know he, he kind of choked up that game. He did. He I thought he choked up the game.
1: End. He got yeah, nervous he down the stretch. He was right on that. Yeah, but, but right that. let me tell you another thing. I, I I think you can compare Carr to Burrow. Because Carr has all this experience and played in the league a lot longer than Barrow. Barrow suffered a very serious knee injury. Carr suffered a very serious ankle injury. Now, five years from now or three years from now, you might not be able to compare Barrow to Carr. You could go buy Carr and be a much better quarterback, but I don't see that now. I think they're both very similar. Oh, okay, okay. Now, we can agree to disagree. I mean, Derek, hey, hey, D. that's the... Th- go ahead. Hmm? One more question. On the halftime...
4: Super Bowl um, mm-hmm.
1: show, sure.
4: and, and I'm, I'm I'm a black man in America, and I knew that a lot of I had friends that was talking, and they said they weren't going to watch it because they didn't want to. They they're not used to to snoop and all that. So, do you think going forward, will the uh, will the NFL halftime change or have it mixed instead mm-hmm. of just one? You know, they had all the raps and all that other stuff, but they didn't. They didn't put anybody in between, yeah. you know, to, 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 to help divide it.
1: Yeah, they didn't you know, divide, divide it. It. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a theme. Appreciate the call. Thank you. It was L.A., the history of L.A. rap under Dr. Dre and the Chronic album moving forward with all of the other Dr. Dre artists and friends that he had. Now I think that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I don't think you'll see it again. You might. You might see it again with other artists, but I think it'll be more of a mixture of other musics and other genres. I thought they pulled it off. I was looking forward to hearing that. I heard all those records back in the 90s. It was good to see. I thought they performed it well. I was just blown away at the set and how they had that set set up across the whole field. And they were going from the roof. And then when 50 was there and he was leaning, he was upside down. And he came in. I had a buddy of mine who went to the two rehearsals. He works for the NFL. He let me know that 50 was a surprise. But I wasn't going to tell anybody on the radio because it was supposed to be a surprise. I th- I, the only thing that could have made it better is if Ice Cube showed up with a Raider hat on and jumped in. Because Ice Cube should have been there. We're talking about L.A. rap and hip-hop, and they didn't have Ice Cube. They didn't have that. But you know, what can you do? I thought he would have came out with Raider gear on. That would have been a nice hat on the back to the silver and black. But no complaints from me, man. I'm not the get-off-you-long guy at the halftime. I thought it was a lot of fun to see that. 702-365-9200. Passionate Raider coming off the Super Bowl with a recap.
3: Yes, sir. Good afternoon, JT, man. You know, I'm you a know, uh, uh, diehard Raider fan always, but I'm just a fan of the NFL, JT. I just love football. Every year, getting to watch the Super Bowl, everything that leads up to it, just in the day when it all happens, I don't know if you, but it, it goosebumps me up, man. And Sometimes it tears my eyes of just watching the love and the passion that that these people, that the players that they put in to play this game, and, and, and just to watch that, that halftime show last night again, I, I thought it was so cool when 50 came on, man. I, that really, like, put a big old smile on my face because you can just go back and think of where you were at years ago when all this stuff come out to see where they're at today and what they've done with their lives and their career. And then you always got to have the people that try to, to criticize and go the opposite way with it, whatever. You know, people, you don't even realize these songs are 20 years old. You act like these songs are new, but but again with the Joe Burrow thing, and I thought it was a good Super Bowl, JT. I, I thought it got a little stale in the in the third quarter, but but to see what what what, what the Bengals did, where they come from, it still just makes you go back and realize we were better than that team. Do I think Derek Carr is better than Joe Burrow? That 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 debate is still to be had because I mean numbers. If this is numbers in a win lose game, so we can't quite crown them yet. But um, it was it was a great Super Bowl, JT, and just to be alive, to watch another one, to see another year. I know our time's coming. God, JT, I cannot wait to see the Raiders of the Super Bowl, man. God, I can't wait to have a Super Bowl win in my life. Nice
1: Thanks for the call. For
3: my call, JT. Have a great Appreciate day. Appreciate it. You know,
1: when it comes to Carr versus all these other quarterbacks, Derek's going to make millions upon millions of dollars coming up here. And that's what he has to deal with. That's the big thing that Derek has to deal with the rest of his career. is Who is he going to be comparable to? Aaron Rodgers had to deal with it. So did Brett Favre. So did Troy Aikman. So did all the greats, the legends who were in Canton, Ohio. Peyton Manning didn't have to. He came into the league as one of the best. Tom Brady came into the league as a fourth stringer. Derek came in as a second-round high draft pick. He's been with the same same team, but he's had a lot of turnover. The turnover's been tremendous for Derek Carr. There's got to be some stability now. It was supposed to be Long-term stability under John Gruden, that didn't work out. Now they bring in Josh McDaniels. If, if Derek is here long-term, and I say if, it looks like most people believe, a lot of insiders think he's going to be here. Well, we think he's going to be here. Anything can happen that this offensive playbook makes Derek a little bit more unique. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take. It's going to be a lot of work to figure out a new playbook and new verbiage and get it going again, but that's what Derek has done. And Matthew Stafford was always good. We just didn't see it all the time. A lot of Detroit games weren't on TV. They weren't a nationally televised team. They didn't play great all the time when they were on nationally, but you could tell that Stafford had all the, the ability, could make every throw. Now what comes up next is trying to keep the super team together. Some can do it better than others. Speaking of super teams, how about James Harden getting traded to Philly? How long did that super team last in New Jersey? Excuse me, in Brooklyn, it didn't last to the All-Star Game. It didn't last to the All-Star Game. So isn't it great that the Rams win a Super Bowl with a Super Bowl mentality of a super team and the Brooklyn Nets work to get Harden and Harden's gone? It's hard. That's why your GM's gotta be great. That's why it's important that the Raider new GM, Dave Ziegler, helps build the team figures out a way to sign guys to the right contract so there'll be stability in the organization with the unit, a roster that gets better and better. BillsHappen.com. Go to BillsHappen.com. They're Raider fans. They'll take your calls. They'll set you up. And if you need cash instantly in a day, they're the place to go. Trustworthy friends of mine who are Raider fans. Go to BillsHappen.com. If you're in need of cash for any reason, no No explanations. You need cash? You go to billzappin.com.
2: Stafford from under center steps back, throws the fade, back shoulder. Cooper Cup's got it! Cooper Cup brings it in! Touchdown! With 125 remaining, the Rams are back on the high side. 15 plays, 79 yards, Matthew Stafford's done it again.
1: back with you as we recap the Super Bowl today. want to talk about the game specifically. We'll tie it into the Raiders and their growth and how they get into the game here over the last couple of weeks. We'll recap some of the Raider hirings of the coaching staff later on in the week and we'll look ahead to the offseason leading up to the draft with all of our partners here. Everybody in town should want to be in business with us with the draft coming with our in-depth team coverage of the NFL draft which could be, could be The greatest event that ever happened in this town, potentially. We're going to get the Super Bowl, and nothing will ever match that. So nothing will come close to the Super Bowl. The Stanley Cup, hosting it is high, but nowhere near the Super Bowl. And the draft could be really big coming up in April here as we all recharge and get ready to go. You know, Mary, when you look at the bands that think about playing the Super Bowl, they want to get the call. Well, Jay-Z had the ability to kind of reshape the halftime show. (laughs) He took care of all of his friends. And they had the ability to put on a hell of a show. The NFL claims they were aware that Eminem would kneel in the halftime show before his performance. They didn't make a big deal about it. Neither did Eminem. So Everybody knew. The NFL said, quote, they did not attempt to stop Eminem from taking a knee during the show in Inglewood. Eminem performed with hip-hop heavyweights Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. At the end of Lose Yourself, Eminem took a knee on stage, put his right hand over his head and looked downward in an apparent salute and tribute to Colin Kaepernick. The NFL denied reports that it was attempting to stop Eminem from making the gesture. Quote, we watched all elements of the show during multiple rehearsals this week and were aware that Eminem was going to do that. So some people's head want to pop because they're saying, well, if the NFL made, made the Colin Kaepernick situation the biggest controversy in sports and now they've moved on from it. Yeah. That's what happens. People move, people move on from stuff, especially during a pandemic. when they have other things to worry about. And I'm sure there were people that were offended by it. Other people were not. Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem to protest police brutality and social injustice. During the 2016 season, other players followed suit. And the move created widespread cultural controversy. The former 49ers quarterback has been out of football since. 2016 702 9200 as we continue on here and the big controversial play in the game was the holding call on Wilson and how that penalty kind of lost the game for Cincinnati in a way Wilson talked about it, Logan Wilson after the game the call can
2: you
0: talk us through that third down pass breakup, ended up being a penalty?
2: Cooper came up to me and uh, tried to push off me, and I thought I made a good play on the ball, and um, the refs saw otherwise, so it's a tough call.
1: Yeah, it was a tough call, especially if you're a Bengals fan. You've been waiting your whole life to win a Super Bowl, and it doesn't happen there. You know, referees are going to get in the way of a game. They always do. But what infuriated everybody in this game was the fact that the refs were quiet during the whole game. They are quiet. You didn't you didn't say you weren't sitting at home watching the Super Bowl saying, Oh my God, look at all the flags. I can't believe this. Then you add up all the commercials and then the 45-minute halftime, and you're sitting back going, Man, flags? A long halftime? This isn't a good game. No, the refs, let them play until the end of the game. And I thought Aaron Donald should have walked out of there with the MVP over Cooper Cup. I'd like your opinion today. We're a football flagship station. That's the biggest topic in football. Who should have got the MVP? The defensive guy? Well, the offensive guy with two touchdowns. Cooper Cup had less than hundred yards receiving and less than ten receptions. He had eight and he's the MVP. I remind people that Fred Bolitnikoff was the MVP of Super Bowl eleven. He didn't have a touchdown in the game. And the Raiders played a brilliant game. It's one of the greatest played Super Bowls of all time. Of all time when it comes to playing Super Bowls. Anybody have a bucket of Modelo? We thank Modelo for their coverage throughout our football season as we continue with them. Modelo, the fighting spirit. Modelo Especial had a couple of Modellos on the road. There was a Modelo party in L.A., a lot of good vibes. I know the Black Hole had a great turnout at their party over at the Tropicana, which was also sponsored by Modelo. So if anybody had a great Super Bowl experience with a party in Vegas – I was out of town. I want to hear about that. I got back in town just before the game. Where'd you watch the Super Bowl in Vegas? Did you cash any tickets on prop bets? Did you make any money? Did you make any money betting the Super Bowl? Did you get screwed at the end because the Bengals didn't win and you had them on the money line? The Rams win and they don't cover. How'd you play and bet the Super Bowl? JT, one hour down, one more to go. Harry Ruiz will join us in studio, the Latino voice of the Silver and Black when we return.